We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of someone calling into Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, this is Flo, long-time caller, first time on air. I just wanted to say that I think it is absolute hogwash not to go out there and try Progressive's Name Your Price tool. You can see all your coverage options, and options are how you get rings, championship rings, and parades of rings. Finding options to fit your budget with the Name Your Price tool, only at Progressive.com. You know, not for nothing, but my favorite rings have candy on them. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was just so funny that he called him Mr. Ricketts. And I knew that's only because he had no idea what his first name was. (laughs) This is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast with Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. 
This is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com, joined by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath, as always, for our MLS chats. Gents, we're going to start off with a game 2 o'clock Saturday, which probably is not in a lot of games, probably the full weekend ones, but that's Montreal at New York City FC. Uh, David Villa had a pretty good game last weekend against um, Orlando, which is one of the craziest games that we've seen in a while. one nothing at halftime, finished 5-3. Kyle Lahren with a hat trick. Villa had two goals, almost had a third. Uh, he had one called offsides, which he was about 10 feet offsides and complained about it as if it was a bad call. But anyway, um, <laughs> Montreal just landed Didier Drogba, which uh, was a little surprising because he was linked to Chicago for apparently three years, and Chicago just <laughs> couldn't convince him to come. So the French-speaking Montreal club were a- was able to get him. Before we jump into this week's game, J.D., how do you think Drogba can do in Major League Soccer? I think he could do pretty well. I don't think I'm going to consider him in maybe the top four or five forwards that we have, um, especially in DFS. But, man, he really changes that Montreal attack a lot. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see guys like Piotti have have someone else to play with. I mean, Drogba doesn't have it quite as much athletically anymore, but um, just his finishing ability is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think you got to... Look at what uh, Marco DeBio did when he was there with Montreal and um, there for a while. He was there leaning on him heavily to, to score goals, and I have no doubt that they'll do the same with Drogba. And for me, Drogba, I mean, DeBio is a, a pure goal scorer, but for me, uh, Drogba is one of the best pure goal scorers we've seen. So looking forward to seeing it in MLS, and I uh, can't wait to squeeze him in a fantasy lineup or two. <laughs> so the so David Villa was kind of the headliner for New York City last week, but we actually saw a lot of uh, contributors. JD's favorite Tommy McNamara got on the score sheet, um, but the one guy that I want to talk about is uh, is Equato Quado Poku, who Poku. Had, Poku had three assists uh, and didn't do anything else, uh, at least in some uh, DFS games. Didn't take a shot. There's none on goal, didn't cross, didn't draw a foul, but three assists will get you some pretty good points. It was kind of a rare start. Um, do you guys consider him worthy of playing in a DFS lineup if he gets another start this weekend? Yeah, I do. I mean, the first month of the season or first month of DFS, I think we actually talked about him quite a bit because New York didn't really have too many people other than Via jumping off the page at us and he was a guy we really wanted to to get some starts and some playing time but Christ just wouldn't get him uh regular minutes really except as maybe a 20 minute sub at the end but now he's on and he is he's just a tank he's so hard to knock off the ball I think that's why he really compliments these um these Lampards and Pirlo's and even Via he's he's going to be a great compliment to kind of a less athletic and intimidating midfield for New York. I, I really think that by the end of the year, he's starting full-time. Who's Lampard? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they they signed him over a year ago now, and he hasn't uh, touched the field. It looks like a long shot this weekend, too. Uh, Skyler, how do you, what do you do you feel the same way about Poco? I, I feel like that New York City midfield is getting very crowded, you know, assuming Lampard plays this season. Uh, you know, Lampard... Pirlo, so who who kind of loses their spot if those two guys grab, I mean, they're obviously going to get starting jobs, so mm-hmm. who, who heads to the bench with those guys in? 
It might be Poku, um, but it was. It seemed like he might have lined up as more of a withdrawn striker um, this past weekend. So when I saw the lineups come out on Twitter, it looked like they were showing Poku as a forward. Um, watch, I've watched the game. It, he was obviously more that hold-up target forward. Um, so I don't know. I mean, he, he showed really well. I think he drew a lot of attention that helped uh, Via, helped free up Via. So it's going to be tough when a player drops three assists to send him to the bench. So he's going to get another chance, and if he does well, then it's going to be interesting to see what they what they do with the lineup. But um, I was pleased with his performance because when I saw he was starting, I pumped him into about 90% of my lineups. Me too, yeah. And he was, yeah, he was at 4,000, so it really opened up some uh, bankroll to, to be able to pay up for, for the big guns. And, J.D., I'm going to throw um... – a rookie at you, uh, Andrea Pirlo. Do you, <laughs> where do you, th- where does he fall in your, in your thoughts for this weekend? Like the 39 year old rookie, right? I think he's only 36. Um, he's younger than Lampard, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, we saw exactly what Pirlo can do in the first game. So he, he's there, but he's not, uh, going to be ripping a ton of shots and scoring a ton of goals. No. So, I, I don't know. I still kind of – he needs to, to win me over as a DFS play, but certainly not as a player. I, he, I've always been a huge fan, as cliche as it is. And how awesome was him telling uh, Saunders where Kaká was going to shoot the, the free kick? Did you guys <laughs> see that? I missed that one. Yeah. He, uh, he was, free kick, too. <laughs> he, was, he was in the wall, and um, he knew where Kaká was going to put it, so he was pointing behind his back to Saunders <laughs> – and then he also shoved the entire wall to the left where he knew it was going to go. And he didn't move at all. He just stood there because he didn't even think it was going to come close to him. And he was absolutely spot on. What a beast. It was pretty crazy moment for Major League Soccer when he came on and uh, you know, said, gave his uh, hello to Kaká, just like the two of them there in a Major League Soccer game. <laughs> it's not, I'm not sure anybody really saw that coming even last year, let alone you know, 10 this, years ago. So, th- Yeah, this is an amazing time for the league, for yeah. sure. And last year kind of felt like the f- the first year it, it was really starting to come together. Um, but this year is has just blown it away. And now we'll have just, Drogba, too. Yeah, just in time. We've got Drogba, too. We've got all kinds of new toys coming in. Yep. All right. Speaking of new toys coming in, uh, we're going to jump to the 7 o'clock game. A lot of the Saturday slates um, are skipping at 2 o'clock. So... This theoretically could be one of the early ones. We're, we've got now two Wright Phillips in the in Major League Soccer. Sean Wright Phillips has joined the Red Bulls to join his brother Bradley. Uh, this seems like a pretty good game to make a debut playing at Philadelphia. Uh, I, I can't imagine Sean Wright Phillips gets a start this quickly, being that he's been in the club for about six days, if, it, if it's even that long. But uh, BWP... Is certainly playing well right now, and Philly is not. So, uh, if if you guys didn't, if you if you think there's offense coming from the Red Bulls, and you want to kind of fade BWP, where else do you go? Uh, you have to go with Lloyd Sam, and I think Lloyd Sam could definitely. Um, we always talk about Philadelphia's defenders and how their their wing backs are exploitable. And they do play a decent team defense these days, I guess. They always somehow make it tough for the other team. But Lloyd Sam should 
should absolutely uh, destroy the the Philadelphia wingbacks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean Bradley Wright Phillips is a great play this weekend. Maybe one of my favorites. I I might reassess my my rankings and move him into the top two. Um, he's you know when your brother comes to the team, that's got to be a big, um, you know, boost. I don't <laughs> know if if my brother joining my team ever would have given me a big boost, but. For, <laughs> <laughs> for the Wright Phillipses, I think so. Yeah. And Sean Wright Phillips is exciting because he was actually a very playable Premier League DFS guy. So imagine how he's going to be in MLS. Yeah, it's worth watching the for the starting lineups because he's only Sean Wright Phillips is only five thousand, and apparently he's been training with the team for a month now or, or yep. close to a month. So That's maybe he's not. Yeah, he might not be in game shape, but he's met, he's had time to mesh with the team, and I wouldn't be surprised if they throw him right into the into the mix. Mm, nice. So, yeah, at five thousand, then he's on my radar. Um, like JD said, Sam should have a a nice day. He should have some opportunities on the other side of the ball. My Donna's he's playing really well right now, so he's hard to just pass up. I. Um, I really hate saying this because it never really happens come Saturday when I say that someone's going to be in every single one of my lineups. <laughs> but uh, if Sean Wright Phillips plays for $5,000, there's a really good chance he's in 95% of my lineups. He's just, I mean, he had so many crosses in the Premier League last year. And imagine him crossing the ball into BWP against the Union. Oh I yeah, mean, you know they're going to be going for it from the get go. So yeah, stack it's, those two. The MLS is where the, all the feel good stories usually happen. So like these, everyone comes on and scores in their debut after their big signing, unless you sign for Chicago or Shivas USA or somebody. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, or you're Frank it, Lampard. Right. I mean, it it just always seems to happen the the storybook way because if you want it bad enough, it's. I mean, your competition's not like it is in some of the other great leagues. So I, I see the Wright Phillipses connecting early and often. Okay. Is there, uh, you, you mentioned Maidana, is there anybody from Philadelphia you guys would consider? Yes, yeah, Sapong. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's still, he scored a goal last game. He's still, um, I mean, Philadelphia just thin up top. I guess Aristigueta's back or coming, coming back around. But Sapong's pretty much their go-to these days, and uh, big uh, fan of the podcast. Robert has given us a little bit of heat for not hyping him as, enough. Um, but this weekend he's he worth. He may have been right. <laughs> yeah, this weekend he's definitely worth a look at sixty-nine hundred. All right, all apologies to Robert because he was right last weekend. I was wrong. <laughs> However, if Arista Gieta starts. And you're playing Sapong for twenty two hundred dollars more. I just think that's not a not a very wise play. Simply because Arista Gates is going to be the target forward. Sapong's going to be on the wing. Um, so it just it makes more sense that if you're getting a guy for over two thousand dollars more, that's closer to goal. Um, I I really would like that play. So it, I've yeah. been on a. Arista Gaeta really hasn't paid off for me once this year. I've hyped him every week. He's been uh, probable to start. But I, I still really think it's going to pay off in the second half of the season. He's He looks like a great finisher. He hustles. He's like a bulky... Um, like if Kaká played forward and had less foot skills and pedigree, 
that would be Arista Gieta, because they're both kind of slow. They're not, like, going to completely kill you with agility, but they can play. What about Latou? Yeah. No. <laughs> Skyler, what about Latou? <laughs> he scored last week, too. Sure did. He? Yeah, he's actually been pretty active lately, so he's worth a look at 5,200. Um, if, yeah, if Arista Gieta starts, like J.D. said, it's it, that's borderline, like... You got to squeeze him in just because of the potential that he has. Um, he, they, he, they brought him in to be their their goal scorer, and it hasn't worked out. Maybe mostly because of injury, but we've seen flashes early on of what he can do. And he's if they get a penalty kick, will be likely be him that takes it. So if he starts, and yeah, he's the play over Sapong. No, 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 no. No, I'm, I'm Le- talking about Arista Guetta. Oh, I thought you were talking about Latou. No, yeah, I mean, I said Latou is definitely worth uh, considering just because he has been active lately. But uh, at four, yeah, okay. forty seven hundred. I was just agreeing with you that that Aristeguita <laughs> is the the play because he will be the <laughs> he will be the guy. I'm JD sorry. almost hung up. Latou <laughs> <laughs> just gets me so angry. I could beat him in a forty yard dash running backwards. So why would you ever want someone that slow on your fantasy team? That's just my thinking. Yeah, I mean he's he's got a little bit of a nose for goals, so he, you know, he's we've seen him pop up from time to time with a big so does, game. So does Connor Casey, but you're not touting him. Yeah, I'm not necessarily touting him <laughs> too. I'm just saying he's worth a look. <laughs> I know. I'm just being difficult, but trying to really help the listeners and just drive this into their head that the Latou should just be ignored. Yeah, but not, by no means I was saying Latou's a, uh, a borderline must consider to get in your lineup. <laughs> You're too nice to all the players. That's the problem. Yeah, Arisa Guetta's the guy to, to watch here. But if he doesn't go, then I like Sapong up top. Okay. Yeah, how about defense real quick? Kamar Lawrence, uh, if he starts on the return from the Gold Cup, I like him a lot mm-hmm. for the Red Bulls. And also I think uh, in, in goal you could consider Robles this week. Okay. Yeah, I like Fabinho. Um, he's been swinging in some crosses, so he is 4,200. Yeah, that's not a bad play at all. Um, trying to think who uh, Philadelphia just brought in a big name. I guess he's not. Barnetta. Barnetta. Yeah, he's not av- obviously not available this weekend. But Yeah, I don't think so. But he's supposed to be good. That's what I'm told, at least. Well, he's played on the Swiss team for the last three World Cups, and I I vaguely remember him playing and scoring in something, but I don't know. Three World Cups usually doesn't mean you're young. (laughs) Right. Yeah, well, I mean, a transfer into MLS usually doesn't mean you're young. (laughs) Fair point. Fair point. All right, next game on the docket, also at 7 o'clock Eastern, Salt Lake at D.C. United. Uh, Salt Lake, two wins in a row. D.C. United, losers of two of their last three. Still dominating the Eastern Conference, though. Javier Morales is starting to really pick it up. Kind of, uh, you guys both had said that this was going to happen when we saw his price drop on a few sites. And it's pretty expensive now. I think he's the uh, he's the fourth most expensive midfielder on DraftKings this week. Do you guys still like him at that uh, 8900 Yeah. I w- yeah. I wouldn't fault somebody for taking it, but I think I'm probably going with uh, different value. It's it's just expensive for a guy on the road against uh, the best defensive team of the last two or three seasons, probably overall. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I still like it. I'm not going to be as heavy on him. I'll probably have him in, in some of my lineups, but um, he's still, I mean, he's still even on the road against a defensive team like D.C. He's borderline matchup proof, so he's probably going to be picking up points even if he doesn't score assists. Um, but that could be 10. That could be like a 9 or 10-point day, and for 8,900, then that's not cutting it if you're hoping to, to pull off one of the big GPPs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like J.D. said, you'd probably find better value. Um, like in a Madonna, who's $1,000 cheaper, um, there's some pretty good value on the board this week, so not quite as heavy on him. I I do think he is matchup proof. Yeah, you're you're right with that. He's I don't I don't necessarily dislike him because of the matchup or being on the road, but when you factor both of those in with price, it's just difficult. I will say this: since you mentioned Fabinho um, for Philadelphia, we really ragged on him for playing terrible defense. At least I did. But Chris Korb has arguably played some of the worst defense a fullback has in the league. <laughs> so um, whoever we see starting on the wing for RSL against Chris Korb, I would I'd consider them um, for my DFS lineup, no matter who it was, really, as a flyer. Going back to D.C., how do you guys like Saborio playing against RSL? Ooh, the revenge game. Everybody loves a good revenge game, and right. Saborio had a goal last week. Yep. Um, he's he had a great debut. Yeah, and he's the, just the type of guy that you don't want to get him angry, so uh, trading him when you're going to be playing him again so soon was slightly foolish. Um, we will have to see, but I, I love the price for 7700 Do you? Yeah, I like about, it too. Do you like him more or less than a Spindola? Well, it... I like him more than a spindola because a spindola is pretty pricey. Yeah. But a spindola is also a beast. He had seven shots last week. Um, oh wow, he had nine crosses. Just checking the game log yeah. here. Yeah, and I mean, it's a huge game. Yeah, yeah I'm I, digging him a little bit more just because I think the Saborio trade has kind of really opened his role up to where you know to where he's more fantasy productive. Um. That's that's just his game, and he was it, before they had another striker in there. Then he really was kind of the lone target for defenses to to focus on. And now that Saborio's in there, then it's really opened his game up. So I think we're going to keep seeing the same some of the same stats we saw last game with those high shot totals and high cross totals. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Spindle is the kind of guy that likes to kind of float around to the wing and do it all. And when he had to do that with uh, without a good target forward, it just wasn't working too well. Um, so now that he has that big target forward, um, I think there's going to be a lot of production between those two. Is there anybody else from the game that you guys like? I don't think I really like too many of the other options yeah. in this game. Plata for 7400 is a little bit pricey for my tastes. Uh, he's definitely a, a guy you can consider, but I don't think I'll have any of them this week. Um, Goal in two straight. Yeah, I mean, like Skyler's been on him since he came back from injury, and I'm I'm right there, just several steps behind his enthusiasm. But yeah, he's he's a great player. So I I don't know. Defense is hard in this game. I think there's going to be it's two defensive teams, but I think there's going to be goals for both sides. Yeah, same with Javier Morales. I'm not quite as high on Plata this week just because of the matchup. And because of his price, I mean, 
He's not much more than he was last week, but on the road and against a pretty good team, defensive team at home in D.C., it's just I'm probably going to try to find somebody else maybe uh, with a little better matchup and um, same price range. Okay. Can D.C. United sign a designated player here soon? I mean, <laughs> come on. Eddie Johnson might still be on the books, actually, which is not is not good. I was going to say might be. There was that anyway. talk of whether they were going to avoid the contract or not. but Right. Yeah, it was an ugly one. Um, next up, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, Columbus at Orlando. Um, I'd, because this game is in Orlando, I feel like this question is able to be asked. J.D., I'll start with you. Would you prefer Kyle Laren and Kaká or Kai Kamara and Ethan Finley? I would prefer Kyle Laren and Kaká. Um, Kaká looked... He might have been the best player on the field last night in the All-Star game. By far. He was so good, and it ran through my head a couple times. Uh, all Andrew thinks he can do is take penalties. Uh, <laughs> and, and then he got the penalty, um, mm-hmm. yep. which is pretty funny. But man, Confirmed. He, <laughs> he looked twice as fast as he has at any other yeah. point in the season, I think. He was flying. Uh, he's everything you would want in a, in a captain for any MLS team. And that it's hard to forget that. I don't want to have any recency bias just from a midweek game when he's playing again on Saturday. But, man, if he plays half that well, he's going to be a steal at $10,700. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> and and Laren is just – he's coming off a hat trick. And Columbus, that was in New York. Columbus really isn't much better defensively, and they're on the road. Um, and the other thing we have to consider is this is one of the budding rivalries in MLS. The, Orlando hates Columbus after that last match they had. Skyler, how do you feel about that two and two? You take the Columbus um, side or the Orlando side? It's a tough call for me because I think there's going to be goals all around. And uh, I think Kai Kamara gets on the score sheet. So. I'd probably lean more towards the the leading goal scorer in the league and leading assist man in the league combo. Um, Orlando just gave up. Uh, well, let's see. Three. Yeah, they just gave up. Was it three or four? Yeah, it was three. So their de- defense is struggling right now. And how many did they score? Yeah, they score goals too. So <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be probably having a lot of exposure to this game on both sides. Um, Certainly not defensively, I assume. Yeah, maybe uh, Ash, Corey Ash. Ooh, all right. Uh, he's been, or Waylon, Waylon Francis is another good choice. Yeah, both those guys have been super active on the wings, getting points through crosses. So, um, But we talk about uh, you know Plata and that price point um, where he was at. There's a guy that, in this game that I might target in place of him. It's Carlos Rivas, who we talked about last week, and he had another good week. Um, I think he put up, he had 13 points, so that's the third straight game that he's had double digits. Um, he's shooting the ball, he's crossing the ball, and he's playing with guys like Kaká and Laren, who are, are probably going to give him some more opportunities. So, What I find so impressive about that three straight in double digit points is that he has one assist and no goals. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So if one, if one happens to go in, you get yeah. kind of an explosive point total. But he's yet to top 
that 15 points he had two weeks ago the entire season, which is, I mean... Fair point. If you're taking a forward, I think you want some some higher upside. Granted, he's firing so many shots, that upside might just not have uh, shown itself yet. It, it could very well be there, but... I mean, last question the or last week the question was Larian or Rivas, and um, you know Larian's just the the goal scorer in that offense right now. So I have a really hard time pivoting the whole way back to to Rivas. I felt you know, like there were at least three times during that New York City match where Rivas had a perfect passing opportunity and he took the shot, and the announcers were just like, "Well, that's what you get with a 21 year old raw." Attacker. Yeah, he's he's definitely in that mold of the some of the other frustrating MLS players to watch. And uh, honestly, Fabian Castillo was there two to three years ago where he yep. was really inconsistent, very frustrating to watch at times. And Dallas fans, I mean, they knew what they had, but that's why it was maddening because it just it never came together until last season, really. And uh, same thing with Kakuta Mane. They're still waiting for him to really put it all together. So... Yeah, Rivas is going to be great for spurts, but he's he's not a guy that's going to be a consistent play for you every week. You just have to to get lucky enough to pick him on the right week. Yeah, and it's this week might be that week. I was uh, just about to say it's uh, home against uh, Columbus. <laughs> yeah, to at least consider it because I mean, you know, everybody's going to be on on Kyle, Kyle Aaron after that hat trick. Right. Um, Rivas will be pretty much an afterthought because everybody's going to want to try to get pick Aaron up. So. Might be a good uh, differential play to set you apart, or it could be one that you know you end up kicking yourself for not finding a way to get to get Laren in. But could be uh, could be worth at least considering. Yeah, that's a great call. And speaking of differentials, I I do kind of like Tally Hall as a GPP play this week. Wow. Uh, like I said, Orlando really really dislikes Columbus already. In a couple years, this might be the one of the best rivalry games in MLS. And I just feel like they really want to get it together defensively. Obviously, after the that last week, and they really haven't been that great lately. But I think they have the potential to be to be a really good defensive team. So I, I don't know. Columbus are coming off that All Star game with Kai Kamara, Finlay. So I don't know why, but I just feel like Columbus might be held off the score sheet. It's not a high likelihood, but if you want a GPP play, that might be my favorite this week. To fade. Kamara. And to use Tally Hall. And Tally Hall, yeah. He's going to get a lot of shots against him, and if he can keep him out of the net, then giddy up. Awesome. Next up is Toronto at New England. Uh, Javinko was unable to play in the All-Star game because of this heel bruise or whatever it is that he has. No, he just didn't want to embarrass everybody else. (laughs) I watched a very quick I wouldn't even call it a press conference, kind of a post-practice interview with uh, Greg Vanny. And he was saying that they had no interest in sending him to to Denver for the All-Star game, and they were basically told or that he had that Javinko had to go, which I guess is what happens when you're, you know, the second or third highest paid player in the league. Although he's still actually is he first? Uh no, I think Kaká makes more oh, money. Oh, that's than right. Him. That's right. But anyway, I think yeah, he only makes what's uh, Javinka only makes like nine or eight. I think it may I, even be less than that. I thought Se- I, I thought I, Kaka seven, was in the seven range. Seven was the first number that came to mind yeah. for Javinko, but then I, he was the highest paid Italian player at the right. time he signed. So I, think I don't he still know. is actually. Uh, but anyway, Javinko's banged up. 
they said he's going to really have to train Friday, and they'll essentially decide Saturday if he's going to play. They're playing on turf, which apparently is not going to be a deciding factor, but it could be. So if Javinko sits, Michael Bradley's also out. Chris Tierney's at, possibly out for New England after not being oh. able to play in the All-Star game. Somebody's trying to convince us to use Josie. I'm not saying anything. I'm actually that's funny. You, that's funny you went that way. I was going with what New England defenders do you do you trot out there? Okay. Or do you use Josie? I'm on New uh, England defenders. I'm I'm loving uh, especially their goalkeeping options. Brad Knighton's been starting. He's only three thousand. So if he starts again, then he's a, he's a target of mine across the board. Um. I just yeah I don't I'm not uh, I'm, for some reason I'm not feeling Giovinco I just I don't think he's gonna go so um, I've built a few lineups already and a few of them have are pretty heavy on the New England defensive side. Yeah the the thing with Giovinco for me is I believe Vanny said he's basically gonna leave it up to Giovinco. Yes, that's exactly what he said. Which is uh, such a stupid thing to say. <laughs> Javinko doesn't he doesn't really strike me as the kind of guy who's gonna say, Oh, exactly. I'll take a break. Exactly. But which, which, kind of which worries me that he's gonna be last week. Yeah, I see that's why I do think he's gonna sit, but I can I can see him just wanting to play, and if he gets on the field then it's I mean, throw everything else you've been thinking out the door if he starts. Yeah. That's that'll... that's my opinion. I don't care if he has half of a heel um, he's playing <laughs> New England, so it, not a big deal to me. He would still be in consideration for sure if he plays. Um, the lineup I, should be out before the first game starts, which yes, helps because that's a they, you know, huge bonus. Nobody wants to have twelve thousand bucks left over. <laughs> the the MLS slates lately have been tighter. It feels like in yeah. terms of how closely packed the games are, which has been awesome. Yeah, very helpful. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, I I do prefer the New England side of this game, though, like Skyler said. And uh, both teams have been giving up some goals. So it, once again, I have – this is like the third or fourth straight week that I say Charlie Davies is not a bad play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh, I definitely – say that Lee Wynn is a must play. Well, that kind of goes <laughs> hand in hand. He's been doing awesome. Yeah, he's been doing great. He has 17 or more points in the last three weeks. Um, so, yeah, Lee Wynn is, is definitely in consideration there. Um, he has kind of been playing some cupcake defenses lately, though. So, I guess we can't give him all the credit in the world, but I, I think you have to ride the, the Wynn train while it's hot. But Char- Charlie Davies, as well, is, is someone I, I'll consider, but I don't know if... It's really tough for me to pull the trigger on him. Just because he needs to score. Yeah, I'm all aboard the wind train. <laughs> 200 Last? bucks on DraftKings more than Kyle Lahren. Yeah. He's Davies. Yep. So you're so, basically making that choice. Uh, not in a cash game, no. Yeah. All right. Is there anybody else from the Toronto side you'd take? Obviously not Josie. Well, Marco Delgado has really been getting himself into some decent areas, and he's only 5,100. But, yeah, still, I mean, with, with all the value this week, you don't really have to dig too much, I don't think, into these these games that are kind of confusing to, to pinpoint. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, if like you're looking at... Yeah, go ahead. If you're considering Delgado, then you also got to at least look at Diego Fagundes on the other side of the field for New England. I think he started the past couple of games. He didn't didn't do great last game, but the game before that, he looked sharp, and he's only 5,200. So um, if he starts against a Toronto team that's, uh, you know, they're without Michael Bradley, and I just I feel like New England's going to, gonna take it to him this game so i like uh i like new england's options a lot even even diego fagundes yeah we talk about fagundes all the time but in his last seven appearances he has one assist and no goals so uh that's another one like we just have to look at sean wright phillips for five thousand and wonder why we're even talking about (laughs) these guys you consider kobayashi at three thousand (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I would. I like that. I love that guy, but uh, he's another like super old and slow. Uh, but but he's pretty creative, so I I do enjoy that. Uh, I don't know if if you really want to throw a GPP dart in there, then you can play Kobayashi. But he's better in DFS hot dog eating contests. <laughs> uh, that'll be the day. Joey Chestnut or, or Kobayashi sweat making the hot dog eating sweat. <laughs> Up next, eight thirty, Houston at Sporting Kansas City. Giles Barnes finally returns for Houston. Does that make Will Bruin better or worse? I'm just kidding, that's not really my question. <laughs> my question is would you take Giles Barnes ahead of uh Dom Dwyer, Christian Nemeth, and or Benny Fellhaber? I realize Fellhaber is a Midfielder, although Barnes is a midfielder on Mondo goal. So, do you like him over any or all of those three sporting guys? Good, Skyler. Uh, I like the sporting guys a little better. I, I like Barnes's price compared to Dwyer's, but I feel like Dwyer's got a little bit more upside this game. Even Nemeth, he's probably on the, uh, he might be just a little bit higher on my rankings than Barnes this week. Um, Barnes is, I mean, Barnes is hot right now. He had a hell of a gold cup, um, scored some, some great goals, led Jamaica to the finals. So maybe he carries that momentum back into MLS with him. Um, worth a look, but for me, I still, I probably like Dwyer and Nemeth a little better. Yeah. Dwyer would be my, my number one guy on that list. And then it would be, uh, then I think I would go Giles Barnes for $100 more than Nemeth. He he just creates more for himself. Nemeth kind of is a guy. He he needs good service or he needs to have a nice little run on the wing. But uh, Barnes is a guy that can kind of put the whole game on his shoulders. And he has been lately um, for Jamaica particularly. So I do think it's Dwyer, Barnes, Nemeth. And Fail Harbor for 9300 is is a tough pill to swallow. He's very good, but that's an expensive price for, for him. Um, but all of these guys, except perhaps Dwyer, is, are going to be trumped by Cubo Torres if he starts for $5,000. He, he got on the field a little bit last week, and he looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. As I was going to say, um, looking at the Mondo goal prices, Fellhaber's at 12.8, and Barnes is at 8.7, which seems like a pretty easy choice there um well well on Mondo goal you get the passing points and everything and that's phil hobbard's deal so it, it's a little is closer it, is it five four million more you know you get four no. million bucks out of your passes well 
Yeah, but often on Mondo Goal, you have some extra salary. Uh, it depends how you build your lineup. Yep. So I, I agree it's Barnes, but Barnes, um, you know, he gets less touches than Failhaber. So that, that kind of just makes me think about it a little differently on Mondo Goal sometimes. Okay. Does, does uh, Mondo Goal have contests up for this weekend? Because I thought they were going yep. uh, next week was when they were coming back, I thought. They've got a full slate up. Nice. Okay. So we've got the redesign up, so it makes it a little easier to change your lineups in multiple contests and uh, enter the same one in multiples. It actually tells you if you go back to the, like if you're on the contest screen, it'll specifically tell you if you already have a lineup in that contest, which is something they didn't have previously, I don't think. Very cool. All right. Um, well, wait a second. They don't have any games for this weekend. They have them all for two weekends from now. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I think so. they're doing a little soft launch this week to I let you, players you. start messing with it. But. I got up on the Premier League one thinking the MLS one. All right, I take that back. Good call, uh, <laughs> GD. So I'm sure Barnes will triple in price by next week, and that won't even matter. But uh, do you guys have any uh, defensive options you like in this game? Yeah, Kansas City in its entirety. Yeah. Oh, really? That much, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, that Kansas City is a fortress in the truest sense of the soccering word, and I, I still am not buying into Houston. I think they're going to get a lot better now that they. They're talking about getting Barnes, Cubo Torres, and Will Bruin all on the field at the same time. Wow. And when Ooh. that finally happens, I will be buying into Will Bruin because he has some talent to get him the ball, and he can't possibly screw that up. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, they're going to have Brad Davis as their fourth best attacking option. So, yeah, I'll buy that. But um, this weekend at Kansas City, after they just pulled one out of their rear ends against Los Angeles... I don't think so. Okay. Scott, are you pa that passionate about the sporting de defense? I like their defensive options. Uh, I don't know if I'm as passionate as JD. Um, what's up with uh, DeJong? Is he looks like he uh, exited early last week. Do you guys know anything there? Uh, I was, did uh, not. I did not get just to lineup watch. related. It might have just been. Uh, Formation related, but I like him if he starts again. Um, he's pretty active in the attack, so um, I don't know. I mean, this game's a tough one for me. It feels like Houston's playing better lately. They did get Cubo Torres. You nailed that he, trap game call from last weekend. Yeah, Houston's a tricky team to call, but um, that just seemed fishy. It just seemed like one of those games, and I think Torres might. I don't know. I think Torres might start this this week. So um, keep that in mind. He's only five thousand. If he starts, I mean, he he's one of the best goal scorers in the league now. So um, five thousand dollars for a guy that can score goals like that, and that's pretty big time. Yeah, they really needed. They scored more or just as many goals last week as they had in the previous five. Mm. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, great call. Whoever came into your dreams and told you that they were going <laughs> to beat Los Angeles, but unfortunately, I don't have any uh, higher being like that on my side. So, oh man, that <laughs> yeah, was just just one of those M crazy MLS games that you. 
kind of play on your head. We've all seen it happen. Yep. Steven Gerrard complained about the heat. He said he was not expecting that. So that, that could have been a little bit of it. I would fully believe he's never played in heat like that before. I mean, maybe in like an international uh, game of some sort, but not in England, probably not. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Oh, well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next up is Los Angeles at Colorado. Galaxy, I've got a long list here of things. We'll start with, the as we were talking before the podcast, Jaime Pinedo is gone. He sounds like they mutually agreed to not pay him more. <laughs> and so he's going to go look for a, a job somewhere else. They just traded for Donovan Ricketts from Orlando. Ricketts was the number one pick in the expansion draft, and he's already back to where he came from. Uh, Skyler, I asked JD this earlier, and he didn't have a definitive answer for me. Not that there's any definitive answer yet, but do you think Ricketts starts over Brian Rowe? Yeah, just I think this he does. week. This week, yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually think he does this week. I think he comes in and starts. Um, I think LA is going to kind of give him that confidence boost. Like you're our guy. That's why we're we're bringing you in. We're not just bringing you here to to sit the bench. So. Okay. Yeah, I could see him get the start right off the bat, and he's, he's listed. Only... Yeah, I was gonna say he's three thousand yeah. on DraftKings, but he's also still listed with Orlando. Yeah, when JD <laughs> started, uh, when JD was hyping Tally Hall earlier, I happened across the the Orlando goalkeeping options, and yeah, there was Ricketts at three thousand. I got pretty excited about it. So if he starts, then uh, yeah, he's worth a look against a somewhat shaky Colorado attack. Now, somewhat shaky that's nice <laughs> you don't have any premonitions about this game los angeles on the road in the altitude against a tricky colorado opponent yeah i actually feel kind of the same as i did it with houston i feel like colorado's got a shot in this game uh could end up being you know a draw or something like that but i don't think it's gonna be <laughs> i don't think it's gonna be lopsided like in la's favor they they not do July. have. It's not going to be July anymore. That's going to be a big right. problem. Yeah. They do they do have all star manager Pablo Mastroeni. <laughs> That's right. That Speaking of the all star, we'll say uh, Gerard and Robbie Keane both sat out with uh, fake injuries, which <laughs> I believe I read that Keane's now done this three years in a row. I don't even know why they even <laughs> name him to the squad. Giovanni dos Santos is. Uh, I have a note here that he's doubtful to play, and then I also think I read today that he's going to be introduced August 4th, so I'm guessing he will not play before he's introduced. Um, but we we know Gerard and Keene are going to play, and we'll probably see Sebastian Letjet, I assume. Uh, do you guys like any of those in this game? Or all of them? <laughs> the LA options? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like all of them. Uh, I mean, it, it is Colorado. I do think that they'll give them a game, but still, I think LA's got so much talent that all of those guys are always in consideration. Uh, yeah, last last weekend was frustrating, but that could turn a lot of people off of the, the Galaxy players this week, so it could be a good time to roll them back out and hope that they do what we what we've seen, what we're used to seeing them do. I hope you're right that people are off of them this week because, yeah, I mean, I thought Andrew's question was rhetorical because it's so obvious. I mean, <laughs> you 
Robbie Kane is just gonna destroy Colorado. I need to find a better word than destroy tonight, but (laughs) that's what's gonna happen. And uh, I probably wouldn't use Jossie Zardes for 9,000, but Kane for 10,6. Legit is still inexplicably uh, $5,900. I wonder how many people are averaging almost 10 points a game and are still that cheap on DraftKings. Mm. So even defensive options, uh, I think Dan Gargan for forty four hundred dollars is is a great one. Yeah, he. Uh, they're. I'll note that they're getting Omar Gonzalez back, although he's not really one that I consider much, at least for DFS, just because. Well, he's one of the leading goal scorers from defenders. For, for defenders, yeah. Every year. So, but it's still I mean, only a handful of season. I mean, we're not talking about like twelve goals. Right oh, now. absolutely. So, yeah. More often than not, he's not scoring goals. But I'll note that he's back from the Gold Cup. So there's that. Uh, is there anyone on the Colorado side you guys like? Um, not really on this slate, just because we've already talked about so many great options. Yeah. Some of them quite affordable. So I I mean I do like some of these players in a in a bubble, but when you look at the whole picture, I don't think you you need to get fancy and consider them. Can you guys take nope. a guess of who the highest priced player from Colorado is and what his price is? Is it Dylan Powers? <laughs> it, yeah, I was gonna say Dylan Powers. It's not Dylan Powers. Is Powers it, is uh, second. Is it Pitinari? It is not. Drew no, Drew Moore was cheap. Um for our listeners' sake, I'll tell you guys that it's Kevin Doyle at sixty three hundred. Yeah, I was actually just about to say he's a guy I might consider. He's been playing pretty well lately, so it's kind of impressive worth- to have not a single player more than sixty three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty weak. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a team in recent memory that would have been like that. Uh, even Shivas had Cuba Torres, so. I don't know. I'm at a loss. <laughs> maybe the maybe the impact at some point, like when Marco Devaio was hurt. Yeah. So anyway. Doyle's had he's Doyle's had two goals in his past three games. They're coming off of a bye week, so he's he's rested. <laughs> Doyle's Doyle's worth a look at 6,300. All right. You gonna get him into a lineup? Yeah, I'll play him in some oh, lineups. Oh, come I'll, on. That'll be the same lineup I have. Uh, the list is shorter of guys he's not getting in a lineup. <laughs> That's right. That'll be the lineup I have Clint Irwin in. Also, Clint Irwin's only uh, forty-one hundred in goal. And yeah. uh, hey, I mean, Galaxy were shut out last weekend, so so they must maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe it's a sign of things to come. <laughs> <laughs> Ten o'clock p.m. Eastern, Vancouver at Seattle. The Sounders have been absolutely horrible lately. Dempsey is back, though. Uh, Obafemi Martins is questionable with his groin injury. Uh, I can't imagine he starts, even if he's fit enough to play. But if he does start, I would assume he not doesn't play 90. But if he does start, J.D., do you like Obafemi Martins in this one? I do if he starts, but probably not enough that I would go with him over Clint Dempsey. Yeah. Um, I do wonder if Dempsey remembers how to play offense normally now because he was in the All-Star game last night and every single pass was some kind of fancy back yep, here. sure was. Fancy whatever. Even in the Gold Cup, it was a lot of that garbage. 
So I, I hope he remembers how to come back to MLS and dominate like the uh, the player he can be. Um, and I think I'm I'm probably going to use him right away. I'm not going to wait and see. He's as much as he kind of rubs me the wrong way sometimes. I he's very good in MLS. You haven't heard that DraftKings is doing a half point for back heels now? Oh, nice. <laughs> he would he'd literally be in my Must lineup play. Play. every right. single week. <laughs> uh, it's gonna, who knows what the uh, the point scoring is going to get to at some point. It could end up being like a point for a nutmeg or something crazy like that. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. Um we talked before the pod about how ugly this Sounders midfield is. Uh, Marco Papa's still out. Is there is there anyone that you'd pick from this one, Skyler? Yeah, I'm probably going to be considering uh, potentially using one of those midfielder slots for one of the cheap Sounders midfielders, whether it's uh, Tomas or, or Roldan. Um, Freiburg? Yeah, maybe Freiburg. I'm, I, I haven't been huge on Freiburg just because he has been. I mean, he's been playing more of a little bit of a defensive yeah. role. But when he was in MLS a few years ago, then I saw him score some nice goals. So the potential's there. Um, but I think I mentioned this on the last podcast that it's uh, for me. My strategy lately has been finding finding a really cheap midfielder to slot, stick in that slot that I know is going to pick up a few points i mean that's all i'm hoping for is maybe five or six points last week i got 18 out of poku so it was a really nice uh punt play um but that's kind of what i'm looking at this game providing is one of those guys whether it be tomas or, or rolled on or even on the other side of the field uh to back for vancouver so um i'm, I'm probably gonna be eyeing this game it's tough because it's late yeah it's the latest game on the slate but there's too many decent option, you know, decent options price-wise to uh, just pass it up. And in that instance, do you just take the most expensive one so that you know you can fit in anybody else? Meaning the most expensive cheap player, if that yeah. makes sense? Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly what I, I would do. I would probably take Tomas. He's 4000 mm-hmm. So Roldan is 3600 and Takeras 3600 Um Actually, Roldan's thirty four hundred, uh, Freiburg's thirty five hundred. So yeah, you've got some room to pivot. Um, the thing with Tomas, he's actually been playing higher up the field. He's, I've seen a couple of their games lately, and he's. It seems like he's due. I mean, I had to say a player's due for a goal, but sometimes if you're keeping up with it enough, and you can kind of feel a goal coming, and for him, it seems like Tomas is. Got a goal around the corner, so. Mm-hmm. And has he played with Dempsey yet? I'm. I think, I think maybe, so. maybe his once. first his first game. Maybe he got a couple minutes with Dempsey. I'm not positive, but I I'd like to see them together for a full match. Dempsey kind of needs a, a kind of a partner to link up with now. If Obafemi Martins doesn't play, so yeah, Feels that's like an Dempsey interesting hasn't option. Months. Yeah, At it really does with the suspension and everything. Uh, but. I don't think you need to take the most expensive out of like five options. I think if you really need the money, you can just take Roldan, or no, you can take Freiburg and say either him or Roldan is pretty much certain to start, or Pineda. So you can max it out at 3500 if you need the $500 somewhere else. Yeah, that's a good point there. Excellent. 
but I mean, Tomas is my favorite out of all of those options at the same time. So, yeah, there's it's there's some good value to be had. I'm not saying like just base your midfield around the the cheapest Sounders defenders and get one in, but if you're trying to win a GPP, sometimes the only way to do it is to have a guy like that happen to have a, a big day. So. Um, Last yeah, weekend you, it worked out with, with Poku. I'm not saying it's going to work out again this week with Tomas, but sometimes you just got to throw him out there and, and hope something big happens. Yeah, I was just about to touch on that. I, your strategy, I think, is usually one of the best ways to attack a tournament. But this week I think it's it's worth it to kind of look up into the five to $6,000 range and get two of those midfielders rather than really try and go cheap with the, the 4000 or less. It just feels like a lot of guys in that range this week could do well. Even, I mean, like Cubo Torres is 5000 if he starts. Uh, there's a lot of affordable forward and midfield options, but I don't think there's a ton of great ones like at the bottom of the list. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's just, a lot of value. Yeah, just something to think about. And one more thing about this game, unless Andrew has other questions, but... Uh, Please don't fall into the Mauro Rosales trap just because he got a goal and an assist last week. Um, he's hurt, actually, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's out. Wow. Consider me not at all surprised. <laughs> that guy is hurt every time he touches the field. And I feel bad <laughs> because he, before he got old and feeble, he was a great player in MLS. So that's a shame. Well, yeah, with Takara out last week, and Morales was still out when I saw that lineup, the Vancouver starting lineup come out, then uh, Rosales was slotted into a pretty good chunk of my lineups. Yeah, um, I mean, he's he's a great number ten on my in like my Sunday men's league. <laughs> <laughs> or when when half of uh, their midfield is missing. Yeah, I mean, you're right. So. It worked out, but yeah, he's he's not an option this week. So, so are there any Vancouver guys that are options? Both of you are kind of uh, low on Rivera. Yeah, I mean Seattle is good, and they're at home. Uh, good defensively, that is. Mm-hmm. So I don't love any Seattle or Vancouver attacking options, but uh, Pedro Kikuta, Morales is still pretty expensive. Yeah, Kakuta Mane perhaps for seventy five hundred is a is a good flyer because he's the kind of guy that can make it happen individually, um, just out of the blue against any opponent. Mm-hmm. So the it might be worth it to look at him, but I don't really like any of the options. I mean, there's a lot of other better plays on the slate. Yeah, it's kind of yet to be seen if Pedro Morales will be back. I know he's on the mend. He's pretty pretty close to returning. I thought he was gonna um, start last game. Um, he could start this game, but I just, I don't know. I'd, I'd say uh feels to me like Seattle is going to have kind of one of those big games. Like they've been so bad lately, and now that they're getting Dempsey and, and Martins is coming around, it feels like they're due for a big game. So um, yeah, I mean, shine away from Vancouver. Yeah, Seattle is desperate for a win. They've lost five of six, and they're only three game, or three points ahead of uh, RSL, who's won the seventh place team in the West, mm-hmm. so top six make playoffs, and they've played more games than a couple of the teams uh, in the West. Good point. All right, that's a Saturday slate. Moving to Sunday, Portland at San Jose, two sides that are not playing that well, um, but you have to think Portland's got more talent. 
JD, who are your top three from this game? Uh, my top three from this game. Let's see. I think you have to give me number one, Diego Valeri. Okay. Um, number two is Fernando Adi, if he starts. I was going to say, he didn't start last week. I literally always have to say that about him, and it's so maddening. Yep. But uh, maybe number three is Perez Garcia. Skyler, how do you feel? Is Wando on your list? Yeah, Wando's number one for me. I think he, I think he starts. I think he plays the full game and uh, like his chances to score. So on a two-game slate, then Wando's probably my my top striker across the board. Um, number two, I'd probably go with uh, Valeri, and number three, Perez Garcia. Wand, I mean, they're giving up goals, I guess, but I still think Portland's uh, a tough team to score on overall. Wando's kind of, I don't know. He's not built to expose that back line, in my opinion. But, you know, I mean, he can score at any given moment, so right. it's it's tough to say, really. Yeah, and on a two-game slate, it just it makes it even tougher because it's like if you don't have him, then and he goes off, and it's I mean it's just it's tough. It makes it tough on a two-game slate to fade such a potent goal scorer. Well, speaking so I'll mention the other the other game is Dallas at Chicago. So you said Wando's your top four across the board. So you have him ahead of Fabian Castillo. Yeah, Against Chicago. So. Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Okay. Jay, do you disagree? Yeah, I mean, I'm all over Castillo. He's my must-play. And I think it's it would be very easy to completely ignore Wando if you want to stack um, Castillo with Diaz. They're probably one of the best tandems in the league right now. And then, I mean, you can go maybe Valeri. You can go... Um, Akam is still $5,200 somehow. So th- there's a ton of options that make me not need to have Wanda this week. Yeah, and Akam, Akam will allow you to play Castillo and Wanda. Right, but is everybody going to do that? Not no. that that would make it a bad play, just it would, I don't know. I'd be more interested in uh, getting Quincy at for 5800 who is yeah. kind of a, a nice differential that could really benefit from all the attention Wanda is going to get. He's quick. He generates a ton of shots per 90. Um, he draws plenty of fouls. So, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, Wando's a great player. I hate to say he's a bad play, but I think there's... He, he just feels like he's not going to be a guy I use a lot on this slate. So you would prefer Castillo and Diaz over Castillo and Wando? Because you probably can't afford all three, right? I think I would. Normally I lean just to the forwards, but I mean you have to play a midfielder somehow. So Diaz is Diaz and Valeri are head and shoulders the best midfielders in this game in this mm-hmm. slate. Even though they're both on the road, I don't care. I mean they're they're that good. And yeah, Diaz you look at his game log and it's just unbelievable. Yeah. It's fifteen or more points in five straight. Skyler, how do you feel about it? I had a feeling that was the case. 
Yeah, he was stru- Maybe his dog ate his computer. <laughs> I'll tell you how he feels about it. He feels that you would want to go with Wando, because Wando, coming back from the Gold Cup, he's one of the best forwards the last several years in MLS. But uh, sometimes every, every dog has its day. And, uh, you know, Wando's kind of, with all these exciting players coming into the league, maybe he's going to go the way of old Yeller. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like Skyler's back with us. I was just trying to... Having some technical difficulties there. No worries. I had to really stall for you if you couldn't tell. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you uh, filled in nicely. He called Wando old Yeller. That's how he did it. Only because... We're we're getting all these great players in MLS, and Wando's just kind of you know he's he's had a great cup last couple years, and perhaps we need to start saying hey these other guys coming in are just a lot better. Why are we considering Wando for ninety two hundred dollars? Yeah, I think I mean I think mostly it just goes back to the the short sight, and I might be a little partial to him. I guess since it's the uh, we're coming off the All Star Game, tell you guys a little All Star Game story. I, course won a trip um, back when the grand prize for winning fantasy mls was a trip to the all-star game um they flew me out to philly flew my wife and i out to philly put us up in a super nice hotel um got to go to the all-star game field side watching chelsea warm up it was great went to the vip party afterwards of course uh you know mls all-stars knocked off chelsea three two um but end of the night getting ready to take the shuttle back, back to our hotel in downtown Philly, which, of course, uh, anybody that's been to a union game, Chester's a good half hour or so outside of Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, so got was uh, winding down, grabbed a, uh, a beer to uh, hop back on the, shut- on the bus back to the hotel. And sure enough, as I'm picking out my seat, there's Chris Wondolowski. Um, as I'm going down the aisle, sitting in one of the seats, I sit down next to him, of course, or, or right behind him, and uh, had the opportunity to basically thank him for getting me to winning me that trip. So it was it was awesome, and he had a beer in hand too, and uh, we just savored the moment, just telling him uh, <laughs> telling him my fan my MLS fantasy hall uh, of winning the All Star trip. So it was a good time. He's yeah. a great guy. He's he honestly does seem like one of the best guys in MLS, and he is one of my favorite players. But that I'm trying not to let that cloud my judgment. <laughs> my my heart broke when he missed that goal in the World Cup. Oh, I, I didn't get, even want to bring it up. I don't get super emotional over sports lately, but man, was I gutted for him. I just yeah. uh, I thought about that for days, like every hour almost. I was like, man, do I feel bad for Wando? He's got to be. You know, like, he's the type of guy that would literally think about that every moment of every day for about a week. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm and sure still, he's he... going to, yeah, I'm sure he's going to carry that to, you know, to his grave. It's just one of those things that you, it's a once-in-a-lifetime once type opportunity, and that's why he was brought in. That's what, exactly why he was there. Yeah, that's yep. why he was there, and he, he you know, it goes back to that you had one job, and I hate <laughs> to say it, but it's just, yeah, for... For uh, a guy like him, I mean, he was he was super uh, super awesome guy. I mean, he sat there and chatted with me the whole ride back, and um, I mean, it was, a, it was a good time. I really respect him just as a person. And then, yeah, I mean, I told him I said I love your game just as a a, a goal hungry striker like you always. 
find a way to get in front of the goal. And it was cool to be able to to just you know sit there and chat with an MLS player like he was just a normal person. Yeah, and then Skyler, he's not mentioning the part where he then moved over to the other aisle and sat behind Will Bruin <laughs> and, and told him that he was his favorite. <laughs> told him that he was the reason I was there. <laughs> he probably was in the All-Star game that year. That's so sad. <laughs> wow, uh, we've, co- we've come a long way. Certainly. All right, guys, I'm going to cut this off before it gets a little crazier talking about Will Bruin's all-star career. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks, uh, guys, for all the, the info this week, and uh, best of luck. Yeah, catch us on Twitter, guys. Good luck this weekend. Good luck, everybody. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.